Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hood. Stutter stepping. Gives to favors at the top. Rotates right side to Mack. Double pick coming. Mack goes the other way down the baseline. Squirrels on the reverse layup and scores. 17-2 Utah. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's locked on Jazz for the 27th of September, Media Day Breakdown. How fun it was to see all the guys. We'll talk about that, plus check in what's going on in a few other places around the league after their Media Days. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. So glad to be with you. How fun was yesterday? I hope you caught it all at utahjazz.com. I'm just still catching up with everything that was said at the podium, what Spence and the guys did on 1280 The Zone. Practices in an hour and 45 minutes from now. It's all getting started. It's just awesome. So that was a really, that was a fun day. And boy, we work uh, with a fabulous young group of men. Uh, that's that's the clear thing. Uh, I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. I think I didn't already say that today. Apologize if I did. Uh, this is Locked on Jazz. It's our daily podcast on the Utah Jazz each and every day of the season for you. And we now have something called the Locked on Podcast Network. So check out and look for your favorite NFL team. There's also a national show, Locked on NFL, with the former ESPN Football Today host, Matt Williamson. Who does a great job. So search your iTunes or whatever it is for Locked On. I want to thank all of you. I uh, have become more aware of the amazing reviews you've all left uh, for Locked On Jazz. Please continue to do so. It makes a huge difference. Today's show is brought to you by a new sponsor. We had a new sponsor yesterday. We've had a new sponsor. A new sponsor, Shamrock Auto Group and, and what they're doing. We had a new sponsor yesterday in Sherlock Intelligence. And today we have a new sponsor as well called Simply Smarter. MySimplySmarter.com. It's a, re- a brain-building hope-giving software. Uh, Really cool stuff. I'll tell you a little bit more about it uh, in a little bit, but it's an online tool designed to tackle learning and attention challenges. It's really, really cool stuff. Uh, MySimplySmarter.com, and they've got a promo code for you locked, so good good deal. All right, let's let's do what we always do to start the show with our pins across the world. Uh, And by the way, if you haven't sent yours in, please do. DLock09 at gmail.com. I'm, I'm going to still go old school here today. I'm going to go find one from, from way, way back because I'm trying to clear out some, and I don't want people to have been forgotten, and we've got about 400 of these. and This is from a guy who's been around a long time. This one, a lot of memories from Mike Barrett from Pasco, Washington. Uh, he thanks us for what we do. I was disappointed I didn't make the pins across the world to help mention but I do note that I'm in Pasco, Washington. I hope you're busy, uh, but I hope uh, you'll give this consideration. My jazz mania started at the very start of their journey in Utah. We all have a place uh, 
for of deity status in the Miller family, gratefully so, but let's not forget there was Sam Battistone that brought the team here in the first place. I'm betting that most of our current listeners know little or nothing about those early days and how the Jazz muddled through some p- perilous financial times. The NBA was a very different place. I was a Jazz fan even when they were in New Orleans. I loved Pete Maravich, the cool logo and the colors. And I have a white satin New Orleans Jazz retro jacket that I brought bought in Vegas in the summer for half price. Whenever I wear it to a Jazz game, my fellow uh, fans comment. Here are my early memories. One season in the early 80s, Sam raised ticket prices since the Jazz had the lowest revenue per seat in the league to offset the outrage. He made four upper corners of the Salt Palace at $1.50 each. At the time, I'd carry my son, park for free at the ZCMI Center uh, with a ticket stub. Uh, total expense for my family was $4.50 with cheap concessions and uh, uh, Pretty fun little night. Frank Layden's comedy stick on local news media and comedy events helped sell the product. He's a great community front man and integral to the Jazz uh, survival in those days. Uh, he also won Coach of the Year. And most of the fans won't know that the Jazz actually drafted Dominique, then sold him to the Atlanta Hawks for a million dollars, desperately needing cash. Uh, that is that is true. And then there's the great Ben Potek, Alan Bristow, Ron Boone, Daryl Griffith, Adrian Daly. There's a great Alan Bristow, Larry Bird fight story in Legends of Jazz History. Gentle Ben Poquette. Um, all sorts of good stuff. Mike says, I was born and raised in Ogden, graduated in accounting from Weber State in 75. A federal government career saw me uh, to Ogden, Salt Lake, Idaho Falls, later to Richland, Washington, now retired, but Utah will always be home. We try to make it to Salt Lake once or twice a year to catch a game. So Mike Barrett from Pasco, Washington, is our pin across the world. Fun little retro. We do do a feature on the jazz broadcast called This Day in Jazz History, and I am, we'll be doing some of those interviews upcoming here in a little bit. All right, let's hit our Locked on Jazz story, tip-off story of the day. Uh, I think it's just the whole attitude and atmosphere around Media Day and uh, the takeaways that I had. My Media Day experience is a little different than a lot of people because I'm sitting there just doing interview uh, after interview after interview, and so I'm not always sure that I get the same thing that everybody else does. But the, the number one takeaway I had actually was the giddiness of Dante Exum. Uh, very funny moment where Shelvin Mack and uh, Jeff Withy are going rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to go next in the interview. And while they're doing that, Dante sneaks in and takes the spot and just kind of the gumption to do it. He does it with a bit of juice and energy and excited to play again. He also probably wouldn't have done that three years ago. So I, I thought that was a I thought that was a very interesting kind of little moment uh, there in which you know he kind of I thought you know, showed some growth. Um, he has looked really good. And and I think he's I think he's optimistic about what he thinks he's going to look like when he's out on the floor. Um, so I thought that was um, I thought that was the first aspect of things there that was um, of interest. And I, you know, just talking to Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw and George Hill, all the things we talked about yesterday, uh, just where they're coming from, their experiences. Um, how far they they have gone in their careers and what they bring, and then also the the approach and attitude. I actually ended up uh, helping George afterwards, driving him on a little errand and just talking to him. And I mean, it's just it's true. I mean, he and Dante were up on the podium together. He's telling me, and that they're all asking about like who's going to start and this. And George is like, if we win, nobody cares. 
And it's just so true. And, you know, George, the unique thing about George Hill is he can play both the one and the two. And so his ability to play both of those positions means if Dante really comes along, then he slides over to the two, plays some of those minutes that Rodney and Gordon slide, you know, is it the three and Rodney slides if he needs to and Joe slides to the four and plays some of the three. And, you know, then the guy who's probably out of the mix a little bit is Alec Burks better be, be healthy and, and playing well. Um, along the way. It was interesting talking to Alec. It was pretty clear he has not been very healthy yet. Uh, he says he's close. Um, it almost made me wonder whether or not he was actually going to be all the way ready to go today, uh, just the way he was talking uh, yesterday. Just You could tell in his voice that he's just fine. Now, the excitement is he says he feels more explosive and has more juice than he's, than he's ever had before. And when we started talking to Alec about having an open floor and spreading the floor, uh, he he could not have been uh, more excited uh, in how he was doing, you know, in that opportunity and what he was and uh, what he was doing uh, and, and what the possibilities were. But and you know, back then to Joe Johnson. Sorry, I'm just kind of all over the map today. But there were a lot of takeaways uh, to Joe Johnson with the way that Joe Johnson. You know, just I asked him, like you've started every game. Do you? Ca-? No, I don't care. I'm at a different stage in my career. Um, you know, everything I've heard about Joe is he's just a mellow, good dude, pro, has a lot of experience. He's going to be able to help them uh, play and, and help the guys. And he doesn't seem to have a real, I have to start, I have to leave my legacy. There's an And this is a guy who, I mean, this was really one of the best players in the game offensively for a long time. Uh, so I, I, I found that really interesting to see where he was coming from and the maturity, obviously, that he has, but also just the stories that I'm getting, kind of the background on Joe Johnson I shared yesterday are that he's already told a coach, you know, I need this. This is what my workout is. Um, and I think you can see that the guys are beginning uh, to get that uh, and showing what a professional is. He knows where every hot yoga studio is on the road for him to go to because he thinks that's a very important uh, thing. He needs to be at every practice an hour beforehand and wants the coach there an hour before so he can get his work in. I mean, when you've got a seven-time All-Star who's 35 years old, who 36 maybe now, who's going to be sitting there taking you know the most amount of shots and doing the most amount of work early on, that that has a great value to it. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, seeing Joe Cool do those kind of things, and that's just who he is. You know, he his, he's got all these different nicknames. Joe Cool is the best one because that's who he is at this point. He's just he's just Joe Cool. He's 35 years old. He's got seven all-star games behind him. He's just got everything there. So uh, I, I think that it's, it's going to be really interesting uh, to see how he uh, – his role in this. I thought I love media day because I get to compare it to all the others. I've been there for every Gordon media day and every Eric media day. And these two guys have just grown up before us. And uh, I think that's one of the most fun parts about being a jazz fan right now is to watch those guys mature into who they are. And, you know, Gordon is a, a fought. Both of them are fathers of two. Gordon is obsessed with greatness right now. Uh, he, he shared his workout plans every day. They were, it's insane uh, what he did every single day to get ready. Uh, Derek, from every report I have, decided that, you know what, I have a choice to just be okay uh, or, to, or to take it another step. And um, he's actually going to 
he's you know he's taken the effort to take it another step, which is which is very very impressive. Um, so I really I tell you what I. All across the board, I thought it was a fun day. I thought it was interesting to see who these guys are. Eric Dawson was one of the most interesting young men. And he's 32 years old, so he's not young. I've, I've talked to with his life experiences going to all these different cities, playing in Iran and Philippines and China and Japan and Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. Just And, and so his best place was Puerto Rico, uh, he said. So I thought that was really, really interesting. It was, it was just a good day. Um, you know, it was hard. Some of those conversations are hard. Chris Johnson's got a really tough time trying to make this team. Uh, Jeff Withy's in a battle with Henry Sims and Eric Dawson to make this team and feels like he probably deserves to just be on the team, but he's got to earn it again. Uh, you know, Shelvin Mack suddenly is a third point guard again after having such a good year, and I asked him what he thought he earned and what he thought he had created, and, he, you know, he was clear. He's like, I thought I proved that I – I'm an NBA caliber starting guard or NBA caliber guard. I don't remember if he used the word starting. And and I think he did. But now all of a sudden there's two guys ahead of him on the depth chart and Dante Exum and Shelvin Mack. And Mack is after 13 point, what was it, five, you know, four, three rebounds, four assist games, suddenly the forgotten man. How will Neto, it's the fourth string point guard all of a sudden. And he looks a million times better than he did a year ago. At this time a year ago, they didn't know he could play. Uh, he had a terrible OTAs and was absolutely terrifying. The idea that you have to put him out on the floor, and he ends up starting by the end of training camp. And he was—he's been really, really good. Uh, I thought Quinn dropped in an interesting. I'm just totally just throwing a million things at you. I apologize. I thought Quinn dropped in an interesting line about we're going to scrimmage a lot. Um, so I'll be curious. I think he just wants these guys to learn how to play together, uh, which is different than the way they've played in the past. So I think um, that will be uh, kind of interesting to um, to see how they go about practice, and I'll relay as much of that as I can without breaking confidence. I am uh, The organization is so good to me to let me uh, come into every practice and be there for all of it, and uh, I, I will try to do the best I can to relay you um, the things that are that are appropriate without breaking confidence uh, of having that access, or then you lose you lose all of it. So those were my major takeaways. Uh, Rodney was really interesting. His complete understanding of his need to get to the free throw line more to become a more consistent player. I'm just going to kind of run through here. I think I've discussed all the point guards. Rod, I've talked about. Uh, Alec, we've talked about. Gordon, we've talked about. Joe, we've talked about. Joe Ingles led us off. He was just terrific, as always. Um, all these, hopefully, will be posted at utahjazz.com, and hopefully if Matt's, Matt Sanchez is busting his butt. Um, and so we're, I'll, be, uh, uh, I'll be posting these in a podcast for you as well if you missed them. So we had great numbers, though, so I think most of you uh, probably saw them. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where we are in the tip-off story of the day. Let me take a second now and tell you about Simply Smarter. I mentioned them earlier, new sponsor of the program today. They make the brain work better. Think of the brain as a muscle, and they make the brain work better. This is not some fly-by-night group, Simply Smarter. They were established in 1979, 37 years of understanding the brain, how it works, how to improve it, how to work on every child or every individual. This, this Frankly, this is for ages 6 to 100, this work. So what do they do? Well, there's two types of memory. I, I don't want to give you a little bit of a breakdown here, but there's the short-term memory and there's the working memory. And so Simply Smarter helps you increase your 
you're processing. The working memory is a sequence and repeating it type stuff. The primary function of short-term memory is visually seeing, hearing things for a short duration. What you improve both those, then it works into your executive functioning and ability to prioritize, organize, uh, do multiple things at the same time. It's really quite impressive how much by working your short-term memory, your working memory, you can increase your processing. It works for all sorts of people. Kids with learning challenges can use Simply Smarter. Typical kids that you want to have achieve their ultimate potential. And Simply Smarter has done a lot of work with Weber State and their student athletes. A huge amount of being a good athlete is being able to process and understand one thing to the next. And Simply Smarter helps with that. So how do you do it? It's an online program. You can do it anywhere you have a computer. It's about 10 to 20 minutes a session, three sessions a week. They sell it yearly. They sell it monthly. It's for the family or the individual. They really customize it to who you are. And dads, here's the cool part. If you're out working during the day and you come back, you can sit down, do this, share this with the kids, and really connect with your child while they're going through this program. Check it out, mysimplysmarter.com. And we've got a promo code for you. It's LOCKED. MySimplySmarter.com, promo code LOCKED. And the cool thing about this promo code, it's not a one-time thing. This promo code gives you 20% off as long as you keep the plan. So the discount keeps going if you're doing the monthly. Check it out, MySimplySmarter.com, promo code LOCKED. Uh, Let's check today's FastBreak.com's headlines. Uh, today's fast break is a great kind of conglomeration NBA site. If you haven't checked it out, they do they do really nice work. Um, interesting little news notes all the way around. I thought the most interesting coming out of Houston that Mike D'Antoni has switched James Harden to point guard. You kind of could see this coming. I don't know how they defend, but they're going to end. Houston's going to have a neat lineup with Harden and Eric Gordon and Trevor Ariza and Ryan Anderson and Clint Capella. And trying to guard that is going to be brutal. That's I, if the Rockets can stay healthy, maybe Nene starting, uh, and then Clint Capella coming off the bench. Uh, if D'Antoni can get that thing rolling and get Harden to not stop the ball and he's in physical condition well enough uh, to do what he needs to do, I, I really I, – I think they are they are absolutely uh, going to be an offensive juggernaut in what they're doing. And frankly, playing hard at the point guard is the right move. It just gives them size. It's going to make them better defensively, actually, because they do have the size. Um, Beverly will probably last longer instead of getting injured uh, the whole time. So some interesting uh, – keep an eye on that. Uh, Cavaliers' Mo Williams has retired. Two-time jazz man uh, has retired uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers, so he will not play – uh, Cavaliers are kind of looking for the wires to see who they're going to go pick up. There's three interesting point guards uh, that have not been uh, grabbed yet. Kirk Heinrich, Mario Chalmers, Norris Cole are all um, available. Uh, the other big story of the time is what's going on uh, with uh, the anthem protests. I, I gave a very long uh, discussion about this last week and so, uh, uh, and I feel there's a value to doing it again, uh, just because I think it's going to be an ongoing topic. And just to give, uh, I, I'll share. I'm going to share three perspectives on this, not opinions on my part, just perspectives. Um, first off, uh, I think that there's there's a great value in America to protests. Um, this protest is actually having some long lasting discussion to it without any violence okay so in that sense uh 
you know, whatever Colin Kaepernick did that day, and as I said last time, I don't love using the national anthem, but it's probably better than, I didn't say this at the time, it's probably better than breaking the, the flow of play and ruining games and, and really putting, it, it's a, it's not great. It's been a place where we've done this, you know, it's, it's not new, Mexico City. Um, and, and I thought he's created a discussion. I, I credit him actually for, he's held to his ground. He hasn't run away from it. Uh, what I think we have to understand uh, two parts uh, that we really need to understand before we uh, form opinions on the anthem protests and and how it works. And that, and then then you're welcome. And then the beauty of America is you can form your opinions all you want. But here here are the two items that I think you have to try to try to understand. One is. And I've tried to do the best I can to communicate with my friends who, because of the color of their skin, might have a different life experience and understanding of what is going on in America. And when I talk to them, the world that they discuss is completely foreign to me, completely, 100 percent foreign to me. I'm stunned. Most of who I'm talking about are middle to upper class people with multiple degrees, if not a PhD. And when they start to share the fear, the experience, the lack of security, the lack of protection that they have out in this world right now, it's stunning. And so it makes me really pull back Per, at least on a personal sense, on what opinion I might have on something. Because I don't get it. I don't think I have any true understanding of what they are experiencing. Okay, so that's that's the first one that I've really had to take, that whether I like the spot of the anthem or how they're going to do it or this or that, the fact is that I don't clearly don't understand. The, the second one, and this is what I talked about last time, that I think is is really an interesting thing, and I'd love to talk to as I get to know some of our players, um, and probably it's George and Joe as they're older, and, and I don't know them well enough probably to hold this conversation yet, is there's something interesting right now, particularly in the African-American community, that, at least in my opinion, um, it's somewhat leaderless. And what I mean by that is that if, unfortunately, more... There does, you know, we had the great Dr. Martin Luther King and, frankly, I, I think the great Malcolm X because he pushed, you know, I don't necessarily agree with some of his aspects, but it still had a value. Um, you know, great doesn't always mean I agree with you. And we've had these amazing African-American leaders. It feels as though that's a void right now. Uh, I also, you know, right too often what we see is one of our news channels putting them in a box in a corner of a screen and trying to make them look like a nutcase um, while they find an equally nutcase you know, white extremist on the other end, and then they find, think that's entertaining television that that has some societal value, and it doesn't. It's complete bullcrap. The the thing that has become clear is that whether they want to be or not, are twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, some case thirty five year old African American athletes are have been forced by that void into the forefront of continuing these conversations and keeping them active. There is no other mechanism right now for that to be taking place as successfully, frankly, as what Colin Kaepernick has been able to do. And 
as successfully as Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony did at the ESPYs. And that is a new element here that there, that void has thrust young athletes into a position where their voice is needed in our society, maybe regardless of how much they want it to be put in that position. And I think that's a very different aspect uh, to what's going on uh, here. So, uh, you know, and and I think I, I would share this. I find it interesting, this is the beauty of our country, that for every veteran I've heard say it makes my blood boil that they're protesting during the anthem, I've heard a veteran who says, that's why I fought, so that we can do that. And that's the beauty of who we are as a country if we do things uh, correctly and stay to the core of who we are. George Hill was really fascinating on this uh, yesterday. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out all the other shows along the network and NBAs and big stories. Go to that team. Get the latest inside scoop, our next opponent when we play them. Uh, All of those kind of things are available, plus great stuff on the Locked On NFL aspect of things also. All right, to wrap up the show today, uh, just a few other kind of news and fun notes that are around there and what to look for with the Jazz. Uh, Coming forward with the Jazz, I think uh, we'll be interested to see. They have scheduled uh, right now. They have the first three practices scheduled, according to Quinn, which is today and tonight and tomorrow morning. They may go to a day on Wednesday night. Uh, They may not. Uh, Thursday and Friday, they have scheduled practices as well. As we said, Quinn said a lot of scrimmaging. It'll be interesting to see what approach they take, um, how they battle. You know, Quinn said one day is not going to win or lose you anything of that sort. But I think just here, it'll be interesting to hear where things are. Gordon playing with his new strength, I think, is going to be a big storyline. And the various uses that the Jazz, uh, of what the Jazz do uh, to have different guys out there, uh, different pieces of the puzzle out there, and see how they all intermix and what the different approaches uh, to the game are going to be uh, from everyone. I think that will be worth uh, keeping an eye on and probably hard for us to tell uh, of how they're playing with everyone. But it, it, there's going to have to be there's going to, have to be a lot of, uh, and this is why I think Quinn says they're going to scrimmage, there's going to have to be a lot of talent assimilation of guys beginning to understand each other. I mean, really, there's three guys that are going to play a tremendous amount of more minutes this year than – We've had in George Hill and Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw, and they all play very, very differently. And so they're going to have to figure out a way uh, to play together. A few other news notes. Nikolai Pekovic is out for the season. This is a research study that I did many years back. If you weigh over 270 pounds or you weigh under 220 and you're 6'10 or more, you virtually cannot stay healthy in our league. It's important to the Philadelphia conversation. They're also excited about Joel Embiid, but they have him weighing at 278 right now. Just go look through it. Once you cross over 270 pounds, there are almost no players that have been able uh, to stay healthy in their career, and I think that will be uh, is worth keeping an eye on. I, I'm not sure 
uh, whether Embiid will ever get healthy. Pekovic's feet have broken down. I, I would assume at this point his career is really over, which is too bad. He was quite a good player. I think it's important in Denver with Jokic. Uh, no, Nurkic. Nurkic is the big one uh, there, so keep an eye on that. And the Derrick Rose story is just ugly, by the way, uh, on that end. So that's that's today's kind of rambling edition of Locked on Jazz. Thanks to MySimplySmarter.com, brain-building, hope-giving software. Start, uh, start it out today. Check out. Give your brain a workout and see what it does for you. Uh, promo code LOCKED gives you 20% off every plan for as long as you stay on that plan. Uh, thanks to My Simply Smarter for being a part of the program uh, today. This has been Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17